You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hello, everyone. I'm Anthony Kastrovitz, joined, as always, by Red Bollinger, talking Twins here. And in the absence of hard news uh, involving the Twins, we're going to have a little fun, interactive game ourselves here. Uh, a little most likely to. I'm going to throw out a category. You tell me which Twins player is most likely to fulfill that category in 2016. First one I'm going to throw at you. Who is most likely on this club to throw a no-hitter or a perfect game in 2016? Well, that's a good one, I think. Well, I guess I'll go with the guy who's already done it then. I know Irvin Santana's already thrown one back when he was with the Angels against the Royals a few years ago. Uh, so I'll go with him. I think that he's probably the, you know, the kind of the veteran of the staff. Um, and on paper, probably the opening day starter, so probably their best pitcher. So I, I would go with Irvin Santana. I was at that no-hitter. Actually, against the Indians. And it was one of those okay. where, uh, yeah, it was just one of those where you literally do not realize you're watching a no-hitter until the seventh or eighth inning. You're like, wait a second, you know. Um, just like Liriano, yeah. It's funny. Yeah, exactly. Uh, who's most likely to hit for the cycle? Well, that's another good one. I think the Twins have so much, you know, speed on their roster with these young guys. You could easily see a guy like Byron Buxton do it. I don't know if he has the, the power quite yet. He's still kind of developing that. So I think uh, a guy with a little bit more power than him at the moment would be a guy like Eddie Rosario. Rosario had so many triples last year. That's always the, you know, the hardest part is getting those triples. So I think we know Rosario can hit triples. I think he's probably the most likely, but you could know, make a case for you know Eduardo Escobar or even maybe even Brian Dozier um, as guys that have a little bit of speed and power too. But I think uh, I think Rosario might be the most likely to hit for the cycle. Somewhat along those lines, uh, a 2020 season, uh, 20 homers, 20 stolen bases. Do you see that uh, in the cards for for any member of this roster? Well, Brian Dozier did do it two years ago. Um, first time I think someone on the Twins had done it since Tory Hunter. Uh, yeah. Last year, I think Dozier only had about 12 stolen bases. So unless Dozier really kind of picks it up in the stolen base category, it might be a little tougher for him, but I could still see it happening. Uh, Rosario kind of comes to mind as well. Um, I think Rosario only had 12 home runs last year, and obviously not the whole season. Um, so if Rosario you know, were to be able to hit 20 home runs, which I'm not quite sure that he could get to that plateau, he would certainly have a chance as well. Um, but I think there's probably the two most likely guys. I don't know. It has to take some, some more power from Rosario a little bit more speed from Dozier. Uh, going back to the pitching side of things, how about the longest scoreless inning streak? Well, I think the last year the guy that had the longest one was Kyle Gibson. I think when Kyle Gibson really gets rolling, I think he's got a chance to do that as a guy that, you know, doesn't give up very many home runs, uh, you know, keeps the ball on the ground. If he gets into a groove here, especially, sorry, especially if he can kind of get his strikeout numbers up a little bit, which he did late in the season last year. I think the second half, his strikeout rate definitely was a lot better. I think he kind of got a little bit better feel and command for finishing his pitches. Um, I think Gibson makes the most sense just because I think sometimes the scoreless streaks can just go away, you know, on one bad pitch. Kai hits a home run and there he goes their scoreless streak. Um, I think with Gibson, the fact that he can keep the ball in the ballpark, and I think he's going to take a big step forward this year, I think Kyle Gibson's got the, most, uh, the best chance to do that. And a streak of a different sort, a hitting streak. Um, we know nobody's going to uh, threaten Joe D, Joe DiMaggio, but uh, who's going to have the longest hitting streak of 2016? 
Well, I'll go with Joe M then instead of Joe D. So I think Joe Mauer's got <laughs> a chance here with a longer uh, hitting streak. I think much as last year in the last couple of years, he's kind of been down a little bit offensively. Um, last year he had a pretty long hitting streak, and he also had a really long uh, on-base streak where he at least you know drew a walk or had a hit. And I think a lot of, a lot of games last year I think it was the second longest in the majors. Um, so I think as much as you know Mauer probably is never going to be quite the player that he was, I still think he's a guy who's still their most consistent hitter in terms of hitting for average. So I think Mauer's got the best chance to do that. Seems like he had some interesting thoughts from from Twins Fest just about the the adjustment it takes at, at his age and experience level, uh, you know, to go out there and and we all know, as you said, I mean, he's not going to be the player he once was, but um, he, he certainly seems to to embrace the idea of making adjustments at this stage in his career. Yeah, he really does, and I think even the last couple of years he's changed, you know, his off season routines, that kind of stuff, knowing that he's not a catcher yeah. anymore. Um, he's really worked a lot more on kind of. Staying healthy and kind of changing the, his routine in terms of kind of even stretching and just uh, being a little more limber. Uh, last year it seemed to really help him in terms of staying on the field. Didn't really have any injury problems at all last year. That's kind of when he changed his routine. So now I think for him it's just kind of a matter of continuing to adjust and see if he can become you know a better offensive player. Because um, the Twins still believe. Uh, he, I don't think anyone really thinks he's going to get back quite to that MVP level or anything, but I think the Twins still believe he can still be a slightly better hitter than he's been the last few years. Um, so for him, it's going to be adjustments, and I think some of it he's talked about even, you know, the strike zone and being smarter about, you know, the pitches that he's taking and swinging at. Obviously, in the past, as a young hitter, that was probably his best quality. And I think uh, maybe a little bit of the changes in strike zones and everything kind of messed him up a little bit. Um, so I think, yeah, it's just always a game of adjustments, and, and Mal has been trying to do that, but we'll see how the results uh, end up being this season. All right, a couple more in our little game here. Uh, and, and this is an interesting one. The Twins are concerned because uh, they do have discernible depth uh, in rotation options. So who is most likely to lose a starting spot in the rotation? Well, most likely to lose a spot would be a guy like Ricky Nolasco if he were to win a job in spring. I think that if Nolasco wins a job despite uh, you know his salary, I think that the Twins would also still have to kind of keep a close eye and see how he does. And if he were to struggle, the Twins have so many options they could easily you know, bring up a guy like Jose Barrios or in this situation, the chance that Nolasco could make the team and a guy like Tyler Duffy could be a triple A. So yeah. I think that Nolasco would probably be the most likely because I think, or even Tommy Malone, if Tommy Malone were to get the fifth spot and then were to struggle and Barrios were to come up. Cause I can't imagine a guy like Gibson or, or Hughes or Santana is probably going to lose a spot. I think it's more likely those back two spots, but I think probably Nolasco um, would probably be the most likely in that situation. And is there a bench player most likely to end up snagging a spot in the starting lineup? Maybe not for opening day, but maybe as the season goes along. I think John Ryan Murphy is probably the most likely in that sense. Uh, catcher they acquired from the Yankees for uh, Aaron Hicks. Uh, this is a guy they really like his potential. But I think going into the season, Kurt Suzuki is going to be the starter. Uh, they're going to split some duties. Uh, but if, if Suzuki were to continue to kind of slip offensively like last year and have trouble throwing at runners like he did last year, I can see them kind of switching to Murphy, who I think at this point uh, is a better defensive catcher than Suzuki, um, at least you know physically in terms of being able to throw runners out. I think he's obviously got a lot to learn in terms of you know calling games and everything. That's why I think learning from Suzuki will be good for him. But I think right now it's kind of to the point where uh, unless Suzuki kind of turns it around after the last season, that the Twins are kind of looking toward Murphy being their catcher of the future, and it could be uh, much sooner rather than later, depending on how Suzuki starts the season. All right, last one, Rhett, and this is the hardest one. Who is most likely to use Justin Bieber for their walk-up music? <laughs> oh, wow. That's a good one. I, wow, I can't think. 
since that's the young guys on their team, I'm trying to think of who uh, who would be their Justin Bieber guy. Well, it's funny. I was on Caravan with Casey Seen, and we were listening to his uh, iP- or iPhone on the uh, speaker in the um, bus, yeah. and a Justin Bieber song came on. So, uh, But unfortunately, as a reliever, unless he becomes closer, he's not going to be coming out to Justin Bieber. So uh, I'll go with... <laughs> You know, I'm going to go with Brian Dozier, I think. I know that he likes a lot of different types of music. I know he's more of a country guy and all that, but uh, I know Dozier's probably the jokester on the team a little bit, and uh, I know he listens to a lot of different types of music, so I'm going to go with him. Um, but I, I still think I'd be surprised if any twin players uh, had, had Bieber as their walk-up music. But if I had to pick anybody, I'd pick the guy with uh, the best sense of humor. I'd go with Dozier. You might be hearing from Dozier about that uh, that prediction. But uh, <laughs> I want to thank Red for playing along. And thank you all for tuning in. It's been MLB.com Extras, Minnesota Twins edition. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.